Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. ...of the happiness so near at hand began to throb, not anxiously, but with an emotion of joy for which they could not account. The queen would not allow Richard to kneel before her, but made him rise and be seated on a chair, which was placed for him alone, an unusual favor, which provoked many envious comments. "'It is not on a chair he sits,' said one, "'but on the pepper he has brought.' "'It is a true saying,' remarked another, "'that gifts can soften rocks, since they have mollified the hard heart of our queen.' "'He sits at his ease,' said a third, "'but there are those who will make bold to push him from his seat.' In fact, that new mark of honor which the queen bestowed on Richard gave occasion to many to regard him with envy and malice. For there is no favor which the sovereign bestows on a subject, but pierces the heart of the envious like a lance. In obedience to the queen's command, Richard narrated more minutely the details of his conflict with the corsairs, attributing the victory to God and to the arms of her valiant soldiers. He extolled them all collectively and made special mention of some who had particularly distinguished themselves, in order that the queen might reward them all, and singly. When he came to speak of his having, in her majesty's name, set the Turks and Christians at liberty, he said, pointing to Isabella's parents, These are the persons of whom I spoke yesterday to your majesty, who, desiring to behold your greatness, earnestly besought me to bring them away with me. They are from Cadiz, and from what they have told me, and from what I have myself observed, I am assured that they are persons of worth and quality. The queen commanded them to approach her. Isabella raised her eyes to look at persons who she heard were Spaniards, and above all from Cadiz, longing to know if perchance they were acquainted with her parents. Her mother first encountered her gaze, and as she looked attentively at her, there rose in her mind some shadowy confused reminiscences that seemed to intimate she had seen that face before. Her father was in the same wavering state of mind, not daring to believe the evidence of his eyes, whilst Richard watched intently the workings of their perplexed and dubious souls. The queen too noticed the emotion of the two strangers, and also Isabella's uneasiness, for she saw her often raise her hand to her forehead, which was bedewed with perspiration, whilst Isabella was longing that the person she imagined to be her mother would speak, thinking that the sound of her voice would resolve her doubts. The queen commanded her to ask the strangers in Spanish what had induced them voluntarily to forego the freedom which Richard had offered them. Since freedom was the thing most prized, not only by reasonable creatures, but even by irrational animals. Isabella put this question to her mother, who, without answering a word, rushed abruptly and almost totteringly to Isabella, and forgetting all respect of place or circumstances, put her hand to her daughter's right ear, and discovered a dark mole behind it. Assured now, beyond all doubt, that Isabella was her daughter, she cried out, "'Child of my heart, treasure of my soul!' and swooned in her arms. The father, no less tender-hearted, but with more self-command, gave no other token of his feelings than the tears that streamed on his venerable face and beard. With her lips pressed upon her mother's, Isabella bent her eyes upon her father, 
with looks that spoke the gladness of her soul. The queen was greatly affected by this touching scene, and said to Richard, I know not whether you have done wisely in contriving this meeting, for sudden joy, it is known, can kill as well as grief. Then turning to Isabella, she withdrew her from her mother, who, after her face had been sprinkled with water, came to her senses, and recollecting herself a little better, fell on her knees before the queen, entreating her majesty's pardon. Elizabeth graciously replied, and commanded that the two strangers should take up their abode in the palace, that they might have the more opportunity of rejoicing in their daughter's society. Richard then renewed his request that the queen would fulfil her promise, and bestow Isabella upon him, if so it were that he had deserved her, but if not, he begged to be sent where he might find opportunities of doing so. The queen was well aware that Richard was well satisfied with himself, and that there was no need of putting him to further proof. She told him, therefore, that in four days he should obtain the object of his desires, and that she would honour their union with her royal countenance. Richard then took his leave of Her Majesty, his heart swelling with joy at the near prospect of Isabella becoming his own for ever. Time sped, but not with the nimbleness he desired, for those who live on the hopes of pleasure to come always imagine that time does not fly, but hobbles on the feet of sloth itself. At last the day came on which Richard expected, not to end his desires, but to find in Isabella new graces, which should make him love her more, if more was possible. But in that brief space of time, in which he thought the bark of his fortunes was running with a prosperous gale towards the desired haven, it encountered such a fearful tempest as a thousand times threatened it with wreck. The queen's keeper of the robes, who had charge of Isabella, had a son, aged two-and-twenty, named Count Ernest, whom his great wealth, his high blood, and his mother's great favour with the queen, made too arrogant and overbearing. He fell most violently in love with Isabella, and during Richard's absence he had made some overtures to her, which she had coldly disregarded. Although repugnance and disdain manifested at the outset usually make the enamoured desist from their suit, yet Isabella's notorious disdain had the contrary effect on Ernest, for it fired his passion, and consumed his sense of honour. He was almost distracted when he found that the Queen had adjudged Isabella to Richard, and that she was so soon to become his, but before he committed himself to the infamous and dastardly course which he ultimately adopted, he first besought his mother to use her influence with the Queen on his behalf, declaring that his death was at hand unless he obtained Isabella for his wife. The Countess, well knowing her son's violent and arrogant disposition, and the obstinacy with which he pursued his desires, had reason to fear that his passion would lead to some unhappy result. With the mother's natural anxiety to gratify her son's wishes, she promised to speak to the queen, not with the hope of succeeding in the impossible attempt to make her majesty break her word, but in order not to sit down in despair, while any remedy remained to be tried. That morning Isabella was dressed by the queen's orders, with a magnificence which defies description. With her own hands Her Majesty put on her neck a string of the largest pearls found in the galleon, valued at twenty thousand ducats, and a diamond ring on her finger worth six thousand crowns. But whilst the ladies were in great glee anticipating the glad time so near at hand, the keeper of the robes presented herself before the Queen, and implored her on her knees to postpone Isabella's wedding for two days longer declaring that if Her Majesty would only do so, it would more than reward her for all her past services. 
the queen desired to know in the first instance why she made that request so directly at variance with the royal promise given to richard but the countess would not explain until the queen urged by curiosity to discover the cause of this strange request promised that she would grant it having thus succeeded in her immediate object the lady-keeper made the queen acquainted with her son's passion and how fearing that unless he obtained isabella he would commit some desperate deed against himself or others she had asked for that delay of two days in order that her majesty might devise the best means of saving the life of her son the queen replied that had she not pledged her royal word she would have found a way to smooth over that difficulty but that for no consideration could she retract her promise or defraud richard of the hope she had given him the lady-keeper reported the queen's answer to her son but nothing could overcome his headstrong presumption arming himself at all points he mounted a powerful charger and presented himself before clotald's house and shouted for richard to come to the window richard was dressed as a bridegroom and was on the point of setting out for the palace with his friends but hearing himself thus summoned he went with some surprise and showed himself at an open window hark you richard i have something to say to you said count ernest our lady the queen ordered you to go forth on her service and perform exploits that should render you worthy of the peerless isabella you set out and returned with ships laden with wealth with which you think you have bought your title to isabella but though our lady the queen promised her to you it was under the belief that there was no one at her court who could serve her better than you or more justly aspire to the fair spaniard's hand but in this it may be that her majesty was mistaken being of that opinion in holding it for very truth i say that you have done no such deeds as can make you worthy of isabella nor can you ever perform any to raise you to that honor lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details